You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey guys, welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Shan, Mama of the Girls. This is season four. Um, This series will be primarily just about women who are out here just doing it up. And when I say doing it up, doing it in their own way, running their businesses, uh, not momming the traditional way, not uh, working the traditional way, just really out here cutting their own uh, pattern as to who they want to be and what they want to become. So this series is primarily about, uh, you know, great women who are among us and just really picking their minds and seeing what their why is. I'm very interested in what women today why is as to what they do why they do it um how do they feel while they do it and really just representing and shouting out other women so that's what this series is welcome to cozy one podcast let's get into it wait 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 before we get into this episode let's show some support let's go Hey, hey, it's Anya Dula, and I am the host of Intercultured with Anya Dula. Intercultured with Anya Dula is a podcast that focuses on motherhood, culture, birth work, and travel. And it's just a place for women to come together to discuss our philosophies on motherhood, to discuss our work and birth work, if that's what we do, but mainly to bring women of all different cultures together so that we can talk about how we mother, how we hashtag do motherhood so that we can learn from one another and learn to love each other. That's really what it's all about. I hope you'll join us. Intercultured with Anya Dula podcast is available on all the major podcast stations. I hope you'll join us. Can't wait to connect. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. 
everything is still some people aren't taking it so seriously so it's like business as mm-hmm. usual yeah. and then other people like I'm staying in my house I don't want to catch corona right so I'm, I'm not leaving I'm same so my job this week they called me and they were like you know we were only allowed nine people in the store we closed down 800 stores um but our store is going to stay open only for a few hours and this week we didn't put you on the schedule but we'll pay you even though you're not on the schedule but next week um, we'll see who we can get on the schedule to come in. I'm just like, well, I'll be home. This is my kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I know, like, the CEOs, all the owners, the district managers, I know they're home with their families. So why do you feel like it is okay for you to basically pawn off other That's employees? Out of I said if I had to go into work, I would just say I'm self-isolating regardless of what the story was. So... I was going to stay home regardless. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just like, whatever. So I've, I've been making the most of um, being inside. I've been doing mm-hmm. a lot of reading, a lot of writing, a lot of throwing away things, a lot of uh, organizing. But it's like you've got the time to do that now, isn't it? Yes! <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, okay. So um, I'm, I'm happy that I have this time to do everything, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like the um, anxiousness of not knowing, like, when is the deadline for this? Yeah. When is it over? What is going to be different? Yeah. So. It is very, it's, it's just everything is up in the air. Right. And it's just, I don't, how long has it been over um, where you guys are? Uh, I want to say since last Friday. See, that's roughly about the same time it kind of went left for us as well. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was like, we're still going to work. Everything was normal. Um, last Friday, they closed the schools. And then, yes, was it yesterday or the day before? Then they said, oh, it's lockdown. Right. So, here we are. <laughs> right. well, this, is like, this is like the epitome of our government not having a plan and not being organized. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just like okay whatever it's just a joke right so like um <laughs> i brought you on today um because i came across your page and you were doing like a mom blog and just giving out knowledge and i was like okay this is someone that is a mother this is someone that is you know giving out information sharing experience and mm-hmm. I said, I need to talk to her. So, <laughs> this is um, episode seven, and this is Penny Reed. And she is a blogger, a YouTuber, and a mother. And I just want to share her thoughts about what's going on now. I want to share, you know, her why behind why she blogs and um, why she chooses the topics that she talks about. So, welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course. So why did you start your blogging? Wait, I can't hear you anymore. Can you hear me now? Hello. Can you hear me? We've got some technical difficulties. I don't know if you can hear me. I can hear you. Now I can hear you. Okay, perfect. So why did you start your blogging? Um, so when I got pregnant, 
I was very unplanned. I had no idea it was happening. Um, I did find out very early in my pregnancy. Um, but then I just kind of felt like when I was reading and seeing other people blogging or pictures of people on Instagram, everyone was just like glorifying it. And it was like, oh my God, my pregnancy is so amazing and I'm glowing. I looked like death. I felt like death. <laughs> I was just dying the whole time. And I was just like, no, why is no one feeling the same thing as me? Right. Um, <laughs> so then I just kind of wanted to just share things that I was going through like my skin broke out awfully mine too um, in the middle of my chest like, yeah it was like I was a teenager again my chest my back my um shoulders everything had acne and I was just like what like I have not heard one woman speak about the negatives or the like downsides of pregnancy it's all it's always like oh airy fairy and oh I just look amazing my glow did not happen. I think it happened within the last month of my pregnancy. The rest of my pregnancy, I felt like them. I looked like them. Like, that was the end yeah. of it. it was, and even, like, women I met in real life, like, all my, a few of my colleagues were pregnant at the same time as me. And I was like, so how are you doing? Expecting them to kind of resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I feel completely fine. I haven't been sick once. I'm bouncing. I woke up and done gym this morning. I'm just like, oh. That's how my mom is. Like, everybody that's pregnant, I'm just like, you know what? If you have any questions that are serious, mm-hmm. call my mom and ask her. And my mom's like, yeah, yeah. call me. And I'm just like, but do not ask my mom about what you're going to look forward to because she will glorify it. My mom has yes. five of us. I'm the last girl. And she has all sons is the rest. And she had all of us vaginally without any medicine she was reading when what? she was labeled with me and i'm just like don't listen to her because that's not the truth every <laughs> every month of my first pregnancy i had a new symptom and it was not good and that whole that whole glorifying of your hair is going to be long and beautiful no my no. hair felt like a brillo pad that you clean pots with <laughs> no it was not okay i've been my hair was the one thing my hair and nails was the one the two things that were in the buckets. like my nails were nice and long and flourishing my hair grew loads other than that everything no, no my so eyelashes cool. fell out everything <laughs> yeah in the summertime i think i went i was in florida with my mom I was in west palm beach florida i think i went three months without wearing panties because it was so hot you can't see anything, and I just wore dresses. <laughs> so I'm just like, we're just about to be out here blowing in the wind and enjoying, <laughs> enjoying the heat. So, <laughs> yeah, um, that whole glorifying pregnancy, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Honestly, I just felt like there was no one I could kind of relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I did it initially, it wasn't. Like, I didn't even think anyone would see it. I was just posting because I was just like, no one else has told me what the real is of pregnancy. And if I can even help one person feel like, oh, I'm not alone, right. then, like, I've done a good job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's why I initially started it. And then as pregnancy was going on, then no one wanted to speak about birth. No one wanted to speak about recovery. No one wanted to speak about my big old um, postpartum belly that was still there after like, like three weeks. And I was just like, wait, what? 
like there were so many topics that no one was kind of being real about it it was all very fancy and oh my god i had my baby yesterday look how flat my stomach is and my abs are popping and i was just there with my big belly still like where you know how um after you have the baby and they the doctors say well you have to um you have to you know use the bathroom and do a number two before you leave when I tell you I lied to the doctor, I said, I went. Yeah, I did. <laughs> refused to take a poo for two weeks because everything down there felt broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, my, mom, my mom was giving me baths because I didn't want to bend over. I didn't feel comfortable. It was, it was horrible. Because yeah. even the same with you, I don't think I did for two weeks. And even I was I was petrified. I was like, my stitches are just gonna break open. Yes. I'm, if I do try and like push, my womb's gonna fall out my vagina, and this is the end of my children. I, like, I wish I had like probably four weeks of poo within me because the week before she was due, I refused to poo because I kept watching videos really? reading up on hemorrhoids may happen. I'm just like, I don't want no hemorrhoids. So no, like, but I'm, that doesn't help. I know, but you know, when you're you're over the pregnancy, I was over the pregnancy at six months. I said, okay, I'm done. She needs to go. At six months? Really? I was done with it, and but both of my kids were late. So she was in here, feet back, just relaxing. Mm-hmm. I was like, you need to get out. So, How I did you with you? Um, I was 41 weeks with Anya, the first one. And yeah. I was over 40 weeks and like almost to 41 with Aria. So they must have been big babies as well then. No, and that's another thing that really made me mad because I really wanted a fat baby and <laughs> I, I think Ari was uh, seven pounds, two ounces and Anya was uh, I can't even remember what Anya was, but she didn't even get eight. I was like, you're doing all of this hassle and you're not even coming out of here plumped. Y'all are just the epitome like, of a be girl. Happy. Be happy. I'm just like, ugh. I was like, okay. But that's why, you know, I came up with Cozy Boom because if something's cozy, you never want to leave it. So that's mm-hmm. right. And, you know, brought the podcast. But I really did want to bring light on that every pregnancy is not the same. You can't mm-hmm. really read, like, all the good stuff. So I completely identify with that. And I lived on YouTube. So any mothers that are going through certain systems, like symptoms, please post. Yeah. Please talk yeah. about it because yeah. a lot of moms feel guilty that they're not having a great Enjoying time. Pregnancy. And um, I tell people all the time, I love my kids, but I hate being pregnant. And I hate labor because I do not like pain. So when I see mm-hmm. women that are like having home births and I talk to doulas, I'm just like, no, I could do. Hear what you say. Give me the drug. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I don't know why one has to take away from the other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean like just because I don't enjoy pregnancy, it doesn't mean. I don't want any more kids in the future. Well, I'm I'm still debating it, even full stop. Because I am closed. Okay, I am. My birthday this year, I want to close up shop <laughs> because I'm, ter- I'm, ter- I'm more so terrified of the Lord giving me another girl and thinking that it's a joke. So, so I'm done. Jokes on him. Jokes on him. I'm done. <laughs> 
So yeah. No, I don't know if I can go through it all again. To be honest, I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm traumatized. Yeah. I'm so traumatized, but I don't feel like, um, like not enjoying pregnancy, not enjoying birth, labour, all the rest of it should be associated with not liking or loving your child. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't correlate, and we shouldn't feel guilty for saying I don't like pregnancy. It's not fun. Nothing yeah. about it is fun. Yeah. Well, for me, it wasn't anyway. I can't speak for the the whole. Some women whole enjoy population. it. Some women they do. Enjoy it. But mine know, wasn't enjoyable. Listen, there there are love <laughs> conditioners that I can never have still because I can't stand the smell. I can't. Um, really? Yeah, I can't walk into a deli and smell the meat because it makes me nauseous still. Um. I was stuck in. Certain deodorants I can't use because they don't work on me anymore since the pregnancy. So pregnancy will disrupt. No way. It disrupts things. So I'm just like, okay. it does. It does. I can't. I can't deal with too strong a smell either. But I just, I didn't associate it to the um, pregnancy though. Now you're saying it, I'm thinking maybe that's why. Yeah. If you like something before and then you notice that after you had your baby, you can't. Yeah. That is what it is. It That's completely so changes the chemistry <laughs> of your body. So. It's actually insane. We go yeah. through so many changes and so many difficulties. I don't know why women are not like beyond men in terms of like having respect for like and even for ourselves. I don't feel like a lot of women have respect for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. When especially, we do so much, especially we do so um, much, we have to deal with so much. I did an episode on this man really talking really bad about his his wife after she had his kid and that she had a horrible stretch mark and he was like i'm not attracted to her because she has horrible stretch i'm just like sir she could have died having the child you have and you have the nerve to talk about how you're so against her having stretch marks it's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous i've seen so many people say like nasty things about stretch marks like I posted like my postpartum stomach um and my stretch marks were so deep and like <laughs> my stomach was big my stomach was like black in comparison to like the rest of my body yeah and like so many people like it was it was very some people was like appreciative of the post because it's like we hardly see stuff like it mm-hmm. um and then other people were, like oh this is horrible like blah, blah, blah. and I'm just like why in this day and age are we still like so upset with how the human body looks and how the human body evolves after it has experienced things? Mm-hmm. Nothing in this world is perfect. Right. What is perfect? It's subject to the individual. Exactly. So it can, uh-huh. it's, you're never going to win. You're not perfect doesn't exist. It just it just is. Yeah. So I don't see why people still have this like whole shock factor when it comes to women's right. bodies. I think it's, it, that annoys me to the point where when people get so upset that a woman is breastfeeding her child outside bothers me. It's so stupid. It's a boob. <laughs> Everybody has a boob. Men have boobs. Women have boobs. If you're in a restaurant, I'm for, you know, the little cover thing, fine. But if I'm outside at a park and you cannot see a nipple, are you upset mm-hmm. that you see my flesh that's round? Like, I just didn't care. When I was breastfeeding at anywhere, on the bus, on the tube, on the train, 
if my if my baby is crying because he's hungry, he needs to eat. Right. Um, when you're hungry and you're not in mood, no one bothers you. So let him eat. That's it. Yeah. There's nothing else to it. No one. Um, to, to be honest, though, I've. Um, I'm quite small-chested anyway, so I, I did think, like, if I had bigger breasts, would I have been so brazen about it? Do you know what I mean? Because you're, you're a lot more exposed when you've got more flesh hanging out of your top. You know what's so weird? Really. When I was pregnant mm. and my male family would be around, mm. I was more embarrassed for them to accidentally see my boob than a complete stranger. I don't know why. Know so, like, when my nephews were around, I'm just like, well, let me be cautious about, you know, where I breastfeed or if I can go breastfeed, yeah. I'll do it. But with strangers, I'm just like, it's a blue. But you know one thing about having babies and going through labor is I don't care who sees me naked because a lot of doctors that came in that room, the amount of nurses, I didn't know your first name. We never met. You didn't introduce yourself. And I'm just sitting mm-hmm. here cocked up on a table. <laughs> I don't care who sees me naked. Like, you know how many vaginas they've seen? You know how many boobs they've seen? It it really makes you become more comfortable with your body. And uh, to any women out there who are not comfortable with their bodies after pregnancy, I want you to become comfortable with your body because it is yours. A lot of women don't even get the chance to give birth, let alone get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Even that Seriously. is just like commendable. Do you know? I agree, and I think also like this is another like high expectations of it's even like society and just like women and ourselves because your body has gone through a massive change. Like, right. if people haven't taken into account the amount of change your body has gone from the time you conceive, you've had the child growing you for a whole nine months, sucking all your nutrients, sucking everything from you. Pushing organs back. Had everything. <laughs> I had a foot in my lung, in my spine. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's so much going on. And I feel like we need to just allow our bodies to recover that period. There's no such, this whole snapback culture is just, oh, I hate it. It's just so null and void. Because um, it just puts an unnecessary pressure on people to go back to a body that's almost impossible to get back to, right. because you've you've had so many changes. Your body has changed so much. Just appreciate the new body you have, whether you like it or not. It's here to stay. Whether you don't like about it, try and alter it by doing the gym and stuff like that. I don't do gym. I'm lazy. <laughs> There's stuff that I don't like about my body. I haven't got time and I haven't got energy. I don't care that much. Yeah. If this is my new body, I'm going to accept it because there's nothing I can do about it. Right. That's right. as simple as it and is. If, and if, you just have to learn to accept it, really. Yeah, and if you do want to work out, do it on your pace. Nobody's telling mm-hmm. you you have to post. Nobody's telling mm-hmm. you you have to take these pictures. Nobody's telling mm-hmm. you that these women, these celebrities that have a nanny, probably, yeah. that have yeah. a trainer that can choose yeah, they can choose to not eat certain things or go to a doctor and cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that <laughs> exactly. is not the goal. That exactly. Goal. It's you know, so unrealistic. Yeah, I'm just For trying to go... everyday woman, it's very unrealistic. Yeah, you know, you're just trying to go through a day without spit up on your shirt. I'm not worried about what my body <laughs> looks like. Or uh, poo explosions in your hands. Like, listen. It's too fun. 
I avoided Anya <laughs> for the first two months changing her diaper because every time I changed her, she squirted poo on me. Whenever my oh, mom God. changed her, it was just a regular diaper change. I'm just like, oh, what's the problem? <laughs> You're gonna have problems with her when she's a teenager. <laughs> I hope that. Pop. I hope that. I don't know if I'm ready for them being <laughs> at teenager status because they're very opinionated. <laughs> so with everything now that you know your son is out, mm-hmm. is parenting what you thought it was going to be? Absolutely not. I was not prepared for. I would say about the first thirteen. 14 months well not 14 months actually let me say definitely the first 12 months was the most hardest experience I've ever had to go through um like you're so unprepared you you know you're not gonna sleep you know that but you're so unprepared for how you're going to feel when you're not going to sleep how you have to still interact with like human life and other people outside of your child when you have had no sleep like you're just not in mood like, I don't want to speak to anyone. Just go away. I'm tired. <laughs> like, I'm exhausted. I'm past the point of exhaustion because I haven't slept for the whole of my life, if <laughs> it feels like. Yeah. You just don't have energy to, like, be a good friend or be a good, like, family member to anyone else. You're just kind of involved in your child, if you know what I mean. Or, or, or I, I had with my second, um, uh, Arya, she was mm. very needy. And Anya wasn't needy, and okay. she, she was very whiny. And I just really felt like, okay, I spent all this time carrying the stranger. I gave birth <laughs> to the stranger. Then she, the stranger has the nerve to come in my house, want food, want to be changed, and then on top of that, she won't let me sleep. I didn't mm-hmm. sleep for a whole year after having her. I still don't sleep. He's 16 months almost. Oh my God. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't have, the thing is the sleep now is completely different. Like I can, I can sleep. Cause I, before it's like sleep, wake up, sleep, wake up, sleep, wake up. Now he wakes up. When it's like going down to like, oh, he only wakes up like twice in the night. <laughs> it, well, I felt like a, I had a full night's sleep by that point. Mm. Because I hadn't slept for so long. And now it's like, he just wants comfort. Yeah. So he just wakes up in the middle of the night, just wants a little cuddle, wants to climb in my bed, and I'm just like, you just sleep too That's bad right. for this to happen. That's all right. She'll be, she'll be three next month, and nobody tells you that if you want to be a parent, go ahead and get that king-size bed, because they don't want to be in their beds. They're always right. in my bed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he, the sleep, he just sleeps so bad. Like yesterday, I was just like, okay, that's it. You're going back in the cot because I can't have your knee in my back and your foot in my face mm-hmm. every night. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he wakes up at like some un- unethical hour of the morning to think it's playtime and it's time to go downstairs and it's time to start the morning when it's not. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's still night, night time. Go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 both of them. Anya, she, you know, she's older, so she got into the groove of okay, I'm up. Don't go wake up my mom. Go, mm-hmm. you know, help myself get a snack, watch the iPad, whatever. Aria, <laughs> I'm up. It'll be seven o'clock. 
mom, wake up. I'm hungry. I want eggs. I want waffles. I want pancakes. And I want oat milk. <laughs> and then, and look, and then to top it out, she's like, mom, your breath stinks. I said, sorry. <laughs> I said, this is what happens when people get up their breath stink. She was like, okay, let's let's go brush our teeth. <laughs> so it's very demanding and I don't know. I don't sleep as hard as I did before kids because it's like No, you don't, do you? Your any child voice you hear, it's like, okay, get up, mm-hmm. get up, get up. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, y'all take everything. <laughs> So. You just like rest your eyes and that's yeah. it. Yeah. You just like but you're not really like I don't even I've got a um like a Fitbit. Mm-hmm. And you see how it tells you like what your sleep is like. My deep sleeps are like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the rest of my sleep is like I don't sleep. <laughs> what is sleep? <laughs> yeah. When my um when my friend takes them sometimes, she doesn't have kids. But she just likes to be around kids. She'll take them sometimes and they'll be at her house napping. She's like, Oh yeah, we all took a nap. I'm just like, How did you how did you She's like, you know what? I turned off the TV and I said, you know what, we all gonna take a nap. And it just knocked out. And so she'll call me and she'll be like, What are you doing? I said, Girl, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. She's like, This is your time to nap. I'm just like, I can't because when they're not here, I'm just like, what can I do without them getting in the way? Yeah, exactly. It's hard, yeah. but I, that whole like nap when the baby naps thing just doesn't exist. It exists like one day here and there. I'm not gonna say I didn't nap at all, but yeah. it's not as every day. It's not frequent. It's not like, oh yeah, he's napping now. Let me go sleep too. It's like no, I've got like dishes I've piled up to the ceiling. I've got wash some clothes. Yeah, I've got a throw his nappy that I left on the side while he was screaming, having a screaming fit. Do you know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. other things you need to do. So. Yeah. Well, well, I can say this. If you do think about having another kid, it does come in a benefit if you do them a certain age apart that Anya entertains Ari. Okay. When I need to do things, Anya does help get her out of of here. (laughs) And so I do get a lot more done now that they entertain each other. Um, But... How did you find it when they were younger as well? Okay. Like, how so, did you find dealing with like a toddler and a newborn? So I have to thank Ari's dad because we didn't live together and um before Ari he was around Anya for when she was like three months and he just treated okay. her like his own. So he would come around all the time and just like do stuff with her. And so when Ari came, I was like, hey, is there any way you can give me three hours today and come to the house, stay here with Ari, and I go take Anya out? Because I started to feel very depressed and guilty that I couldn't give Anya, a three-year-old, the attention that she needed before I had this new baby. So we would go to the park, we would go on like uh, lunch dates, we would just like go to the store together, and I would just, you know, make her feel like Oh, I still remember you. I still want to do these things with you. Yeah, it was that's really, it was really hard trying to balance both of them, especially with a baby car seat and our and Anya sitting in the back. There was like mornings when I had to go to work 
and I had to drive the opposite direction to drop them off and then drop the opposite direction to go to work and then drive past my house to go pick them up and then go back home. So early mornings, it's pitch black outside. I put them in the car and I'll leave the base of the car seat in the car and just snap our in. But sometimes um, by that time, I kept telling her that you need a car seat, I need a car seat. He was like, no, we just share your same car seat. I said, okay. <laughs> so when he would bring me the car seat, sometimes I will forget to fasten the bottom part in. So I put Ari in, I'm going on the ramp to get on the highway, and here go Ari car seat. I was so Hello, so, so, so here go <laughs> Mom, Ari fell over again, and she's not even flinching. <laughs> I was like, can you help her? Can you pick her up? That she fell over again. (laughs) It was like a lot of adjusting, and um, you do feel super exhausted with two. Mm. But when they start to level out each other, like now, two and six, it's good. And and your 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 second child learns a lot quicker because another child Mm. is teaching them than you know having one child. But you know Anya, she's very advanced because she was around my mom until she was three. Okay. Which is a pro and con because she was never around a lot of kids. So when they came to her going to school, she couldn't, she didn't know the proper way to socialize. She didn't know how to give personal space, but she was very like advanced. She can read, she can, she can write, she can spell words, she can read math, but it's all in socializing and balancing. Socialize a bit. But, you know, if you could do two, I would do two. I would do two. <sighs> well, I'm not quite sure about that <laughs> just yet. <laughs> I still remember labor and birth like it was yesterday, so I'm not quite prepared for that to happen yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, get, get, I, I would get a little bit more sleep first and then think about it. Yeah, maybe one day, possibly, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> So with with you blogging, when do you feel like the most creative? Like when do you feel like okay, I have to talk about this? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I I don't know. I just kind of I'm. This is my first child, so as a first time mom, you kind of go through literally everything mm-hmm. as like a you're kind of like a newborn in the situation, if you know what I mean. Yes. Because it's the first time you, you've experienced anything like it. No matter how many people could tell you, oh yeah, you just do this, you just do that. Oh yeah, when this happens, this happens. Da, la, la. It's 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 just so individual that, okay, you may have done that with your child because your child's got a different personality. Like, but my son doesn't take to that because of who he is. Do you know what I mean? So you can't really take advice from other people. You just have to trust yourself. Um, so when I just go through stuff, I think I just prefer just whenever I go for a challenge, I comment a lot on challenges I face rather than like the good moments. It's not that I don't have any, but it's just that because not a lot of people vocalize it, I just want people to be aware that these are the things that you can face when you're dealing with a child and like these are the problems you can come across and this is how I solved it because that's what I found easier or best for my child so you can try these out too or um it's just it's just if and when kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then if I kind of feel inspired then I'll just 
I don't know, it's weird. I'm quite creative anyway. So like a lot of my pictures and stuff, it's like, I've got the image in my head. I know what I want to do, it's just executing it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll kind of just like sit aside, think about like a little outfit we can put together, um, chuck one, try it. Now he's at the age where I have to like bribe him with something. <laughs> like, okay, should we watch yeah. the show? Hey, let's watch the show. Okay, great. Pose for the picture and he's trying to like throw down the camera. So it's just like all these challenges. Yeah. Um, but when he was younger, it was so much easier to take pictures with him because <laughs> he just sat there, right. just looked cute, and that was the end of it. <laughs> that that was a hard time for me. I stopped taking them to get professional pictures because by the time we go to two hours of hassle, <laughs> the pictures look worse than the ones I take. Yes. So I was like, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. I'm just gonna catch them in moments where they don't see them yeah. taking pictures and just snap those and um the personality thing is so true like every kid is different and um ooh you just gonna have to find your way because um yeah we didn't become good friends until she turned (laughs) before it was just like you know what it was before she was two it was like you know what the law says I have to do these things so I'm going to do these things for you but I don't like you and it was that so um, now we have an understanding and you know she is who she is and it's just like okay girl to be honest I'm sure you won't like all of your kids anyway no like I'm sure there's times my mum must have just been thinking oh goodness sakes like why do I have to have everything do you know what I mean like I know this and it's so funny because I know what I was like as like a teenager and I know I'm just quite independent. I like to get on with things and I know what I want kind of thing. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what someone says, I know what I want and that's the end of that story. So I was like, I always said I don't really want any girls and so many people are like, you don't want girls, like not even one. And I'm like, if I had all boys, I'd be completely fine. That's what I, I wanted. I was that's what I wanted. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, do you think this is a game? Do you think this is a joke? You gave me two girly girls, two sensitive yeah. girls. No, that's like my worst nightmare. Oh my God. But, you know, they entertain everybody else. So I'm just like, okay, I'm glad you guys think they're cute. But you know, you don't have to get up with them at 7 a.m. when you went to bed at three. You don't. Seriously. Um. I don't know like <laughs> parenting is uh different for everybody and mm-hmm. um, you know women like you women like me that are like okay this is the real deal call yeah. me text me at any hour if you really have a question and you don't want to get it mm-hmm. from your mother or you don't want to get it from you know this book because they're not telling you the real deal here are your options Nothing. and I think more when more women know their options, then they'll feel more at ease going through the process. And uh, well, you can hope so. Or at least they're a bit more prepared rather than yes. it's going to be in the park. Yeah. Yes, because one of my questions for you was going to be, um, uh, what about parenting um, that is that you wish someone prepared you for that you didn't, but you already answered it. Everything. And, 
there, <laughs> there is like basic preparation to be a mom. Uh, there's basic preparation to give birth, but you really don't know what's going to happen. And um, no. I think the more knowledge that's put out there, the better off a lot of moms would be. But mm-hmm. if you were supposed to describe motherhood in two words, what two words would you pick? Hmm. Rewarding. Um, and inspiring. Like inspiring and motivating, I think. Because it's like... Um, I feel like okay it's kind of like you you know before you have kids you've got a purpose um some people know it some people don't some people still like figuring it out but I feel like once you kind of have a child you like that is your reason like it's just your reason for everything it's your reason for being it's your reason for striving to be better it's your reason for um I don't know trying to make your your footprint footprint sorry known on in this earth kind of thing and I feel like your child kind of just puts things into perspective in that sense mm-hmm. yeah is all mm. the things that you thought you wanted to do before you had a kid and then when the kid comes you was like okay I'm doing this 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 I'm, I'm yeah. not doing this <laughs> that doesn't work and and this is everybody has to find their own format through it yeah um that's the exciting part. That's the, um, oh, I didn't know I was capable of this. Mm-hmm. And Honestly. another thing being pregnant did for me is it gave me no fear, which is scary and um, exciting at the same time. That's interesting. What do you mean by no fear? So after I had Anya, I felt like, girl, you could do anything. Yeah. You you gave birth. You had a healthy pregnancy. You had a healthy um, labor. Your child was perfectly fine, and mm-hmm. you're good. And the amount of women that die in a hospital, the honestly, amount of, the amount of babies that don't make it to full term. Mm-hmm what are you scared of and it's just like you know what I'm, no, going to I'm going to go for it so um after i had her not right after but i want to say like a year after i had her i went skydiving with one of my friends oh girl okay i'm not i'm not that brave <laughs> so after i jumped out of that plane i'm just like oh i want to do that again and yes. and in like and then after that I um I wrote three books and I self-published Crazy. them and I put them on Amazon. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't care about second guessing myself because it's my truth. I don't care about someone not liking something I do or liking mm-hmm. something I do. Do I like it? And does yeah. it help me? And will it help somebody else? And okay, that's good enough. And I think yeah, I, I I would hope that being pregnant and having and having a child and raising a child makes women more like fearless in the sense of go for it. Yeah. I feel like it does. My little skydiving for me. 
Yeah. So I'll do it. Yeah, and then when you when you go for things, it shows your kids that they could go for it. And mm-hmm. it did, um, definitely. I talk to my kids like we're both adulting, but I'm the only one adulting. And so we'll be in the car, and you know Anya will ask me questions. She was like. I'll, I'll just be driving. I'm just like, I, I, I want to go back to sleep. I don't want to go to this job. I don't like it. And she was like, well, if you don't like your job, why don't you get another job? I said, I can get another job, but I need to get a job that I like. And then I'll tell her, whatever you do, I don't care if you go to college. I don't care if you don't go to college. Just make sure that you mm-hmm. get a job that you love. And then she said, 100%. she said, do you love your job? I said, no. I said, I do my job so I can take care of you guys and I can pay bills. Yeah. I do not love my job. And then it makes you think like, man, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Yeah. So that made me cut out time for things that I love, even though I had to do things I had to do. And mm-hmm. I think that's what it's about. Momming is about, you can be a mom, you can um, create, you can mm-hmm. do things your way. You can have downtime. You can have a day where you just don't want to. You can rest yeah. up. And all of that makes you a better mother. You just have to be more honest about how you mother and that, you know what? That standard way that they tell you you have to mother, it doesn't work. And this is what you can do. Yeah. Completely agree. Yes. It's about it's about balance as well. Mm-hmm. Not doing too much of anything. So not like too much don't neglect yourself too much don't put your all into a one thing don't like think you can't do something like just have little balance little pockets like i got to a stage where i wasn't like taking care of myself at all i st- not stopped eating but because the baby's so demanding in the first like few months i was just like the baby's got to eat the baby's got to sleep the baby's got to have his nappy chain baby 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 and it's like wait just remember your your you exist as a person as well mm-hmm. and you have to be well to look after the baby right. so all this baby 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 mm-hmm. even if you do like one day a week just to have a quiet bath while he has a half an hour nap even if you just wash your face and do it for like five minutes rather than throwing water on it and running out kind of thing like it all makes a difference and it all adds up so it's just like doing things in moderation, not doing stuff too much. Don't panic as much as you do, because I was so panicky when I had him. Right. It's just like, what if I go downstairs and he's upstairs crying? Okay, he's gonna cry, he's a baby. Like, just relax. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing that happens when you have a second kid is don't care about a lot of things that you cared about. So like, you know, if you hear, boom. What was that? Oh, Ari rolled off the bed. Oh, she's all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're not, you're not running. You know, you and survive. <laughs> I'm not like the first. Your first kid, they're the ones that can do all the teasing to the other kids because it'd be like, well, mommy did this for me. <laughs> well, you know, you know, for Anya, her first birthday cake was hundred and sixty dollars. For Ari, her, for Ari, her birthday cake was fifty dollars. Like. You start to learn what really matters. And your kids, they don't care. They just want you. Yeah, definitely. That's it. And it's as simple as that. You're right. Find your balance and find what works because 
you know, when, when you just have a baby, everybody comes to your house and goes like, oh, I'm here to check on the baby. And you sitting here like, do I matter? Hello? Hello? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> I'm here. I am a individual. And that's what I hated about having a baby is everybody acts like you no longer exist and you yeah. are not human and you do mm-hmm. not need time for you and everything that you wanted does not matter anymore. Yeah. It does matter. It was like you was you was just a you was just a birther. That's the yeah. that's the that's what you was. We yeah. just want to see the baby. We just care about the baby. How's baby doing? Right. And it's just like, and then it's like because I feel like that kind of feeds into the validation that you not don't feel like you're a person. So then you mm-hmm. start not acting like you're a person as well. Yes. It's valid. Yes. Because then you're just like, yeah, the baby, the yeah. baby, the baby, 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 and it's like, hello, look in the mirror, you're a person too. Relax. <laughs> right. People neglect you, and then you start to neglect you. Yeah, hundred percent. This is this 100%. Is how it's gonna work. So yeah, mm-hmm. you really do have to find that. And a lot of people will say, you know, both of your kids look like their dad. I'm just like, they do because their dad didn't help create them, but their dad <laughs> did not push them out. Their dad yep. did not do this. And so I'm just like, that's fine because I told their dad, I'm just like, you know what? I got the best parts of you for the rest of my life, and I'm, I'm okay with that. And. Uh, <laughs> And it's kind of like, you find peace in knowing that you brought children in the world. You know, you give them the best foundation you can, but you have to let them go and let them figure it out with your guidance. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Let them be their own person. Yeah. And you'll be your own person because that's how they're going to learn to be who they need to be. And uh, that's Mm -hmm. very important. I agree. So with with you mothering, what is your biggest challenge so far? Besides not getting sleep. Um, I mean, I do you know what I always say that is the hardest part for me. Mm-hmm. Um I used to love sleep. Like <laughs> me too. I woke up at 1 p.m. every day. Yeah, my mom was like, like my sister even still now, like my younger sister, she'll still be like, oh my God, you're always sleeping. I'm like, I have a child, I don't sleep at all. And I'm just like, you're holding on to like three years ago. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not, this, has not, this isn't even who I am anymore. <laughs> like, right. But, um, but outside of that, um, I don't like, personally, I wanted to be at a certain point in my life before I had kids mm-hmm. um, or before I even like thought about kids, anything. Because for me, um, I know this sounds really weird and really advanced, but a lot of what I did, such as going to uni and having certain jobs and like mingling with people and X, Y, Z, was because of my kids, like my future mm-hmm. kids. It was like, okay, this is like the things you're doing. You know you want kids. Mm-hmm. You need to have like a, a stable house not for you for your kids to grow into yeah. you need to have a stable like or a decent income and savings so that your kids can go to like a private school or they can have mm-hmm. funds for uni and survive in uni because you struggled in uni do you know what I mean yeah um, so like a lot of the things that I wanted to do by the time I got pregnant wasn't done at all and I was just like oh my god like and I had a lot of anxiety through my pregnancy because I was just like I can't physically get any of the things that I want to be done done. 
But I've learned to kind of accept that things happen when they're supposed to do an entire in. Um, I feel like a lot of my like callings and purpose is related to like where I'm at now, such as like motherhood topics and like um, the things I'm interested in now and like helping other people and stuff like that. So it's kind of just kind of done a 360. It's not perfect. I know I've got a long way to go in terms of where I know I will be, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's still something I'm kind of battling with myself about and that I find quite difficult. It's like, oh, it's annoying that I'm not where I want to be. So I have to keep, you know, staying up a bit later than I would like to, even though I'd rather sleep. And some days I'm too exhausted to even do work. So I just want to sleep anyway. So I then do that because you need to sleep. (laughs) It's the mindset of that because you're on the right track. But what you need to do to make you feel like you're doing the right thing is rewarding yourself. You're like, I do want to sleep, but I feel guilty that I want to sleep when I could be doing work. But you're going to do your best work if you get sleep. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's you know, And then people that are at a certain place in life that you aim to be is kind of like, mm-hmm. what is the ugly side to where they're at? Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe it's not feeling fulfilled. Maybe it's not um, having the time to be ugly and be okay with someone seeing you like that. And yeah. it's all in balance that, you know what, there's no way that the person that's on these magazines could go to Walmart at 2 a.m. And, and look like this and be comfortable. That's true. You know, and, and I, I take like little pieces of, you know what, I'm glad I'm not famous. I'm glad, you know, I'm Me not too. super rich because the life I live is very authentic and it's very genuine. And when you have a big look at me, look at me life, it's kind of like, how do you pick the real out of that? Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, you've got so many eyes looking at you and telling mm-hmm. you like what's wrong with you what's wrong with you you're doing this wrong you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong like it's a lot so then you kind of change yourself to adapt to stuff yeah I'm not into that either um but I can see how easy it would be to get wrapped up in that Mm -hmm. I can see how like especially if you hear it every day like I mean sometimes I'm reading through celebrities comments and I'm just like you guys don't even know this person (laughs) right and it makes people feel like they get the comments like right. your best friends yeah and you and now I understand why celebrities have kids and hide their children yeah definitely hide their children. like it makes yep, sense yep. they didn't ask to be famous they didn't ask for people to want to mm-hmm. know what they look like why do you let your kid do this why do you let yep. your kid wear this it's not your child too many opinions yeah and I, I try to pull away from from what do you think about what this person is doing with their kids this is what I think about it. I think anyone doing something that's a celebrity with their children, um, they didn't hire me to have an opinion about their parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't pay their bills. I'm not yeah. in their tax bracket. Therefore, mm-hmm. I don't have an opinion be- because I yeah. know that there's no one on this earth, not even my mother, that could come tell me what to do as a parent to my child. Yeah, 100%. And if I feel like that and I don't have the money they got, 
I'm definitely not opinionated about how they parent, and that's just how it should be. I agree. And nobody I can tell like you what to do. Everything needs to be said as well. People seem to think in this day and age that, oh, if I think it, I'm going to say it. But I'm sorry, if I saw you on a normal day you just walk past the street if i don't like someone's shoes across the road i'm not going to shout across the road hey mate i don't like your shoes you just keep it moving right you mind your business and you just keep moving so just keep your opinions to yourself especially negative ones it's so unnecessary mm-hmm. it's so so unnecessary because sometimes i want to comment on stuff and then i'm just like but why would you do that like what's the need do you know what i mean yes. like <laughs> As an adult, I've learned to not give my opinion unless somebody verbatim me say Oh, I can't hear you anymore. You... Technical difficulties. Oh. Can I can hear you now. So, yeah. I, like, as an adult, I, I learned to not give my opinion unless you say, what do you think about this? Yeah, definitely. Then I'll give you my opinion. But I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm just like, okay, yeah. I see that. Let me pass it because I don't have anything to say. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's not always necessary. Your no one, no one cares about your input half the time. Right. And so what? Right. Leave people to live their life and just move forwards and live your own. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and that's how you find like your own discoveries. That's how you find your own way of being encouraged to do more. Mm-hmm. And you know, with doing everything that you do, where do you find your encouragement to do more? I'm just naturally quite ambitious Um, I've realised in life not everyone is Um, I actually thought it was just a normal thing that everyone has (laughs) Um, but I'm naturally quite ambitious like I like to challenge myself I like to put myself in uncomfortable positions so that I can like get through overcome and know what to do moving forward Um, and then obviously with having in I've just kind of it's just amplified that because mm-hmm. like even if I'm like I was saying for instance the tiredness I could be tired but I'm like okay I know I need to put this out or I know I need to kind of think about what I need to do with my next steps or even if I kind of you know sometimes you get into like a rut whether it's a creative block or just you're just not feeling in the mood to do stuff mm-hmm. um and when I have got like that, it's like, no, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? What, what is, what kind of, um, what's the word? Like, what kind of example are you showing your son if you kind of just get stuck in this rut of being like a nine to five or you go to work, you come home, you, you're tired, you go to sleep, you wake up, you go to work. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how are you encouraging your son to be better when he gets to, a certain age and needs to do better for himself you know so get up plan some ish out get your life and go to sleep after you've done some stuff <laughs> that's it mm-hmm. so that, uh, it definitely helps yeah we, we need to be the example and we need to go against the grain when we find ourselves being very like uniformish about yeah. life because you don't learn anything in life if you're doing everything the same way the last generation did it and it's just like that that doesn't work anymore it's not gonna find something else to do to make this work um so it's so much easier to do it like that as well it's a lot harder to kind of push yourself further than some of the people before you did yeah 
Like it's a lot easier to just be like, okay, I'm just gonna, I just need to go to work so that I have food on the table. It's, yeah. it's very easy to just be like that. It's a lot harder to be like, okay, I need to work so I've got food on the table, but I also need to invest into the things that I'm passionate about and are, could potentially bring me in an additional income that I never knew about or whatever. But you have to push yourself a lot harder than the regular person would have mm-hmm. to. Do. do you have <laughs> a lot of... Do you have like a lot of supportive friends or family around you that, um, you know, focus on the things that they want to do that help you? Um, I think family-wise, that my family's not quite old school, but they're, you know, quite old school. Um, they just like as long as you're making money, as long as you've got a stable job. Hello. Like yeah. So it's like they they're ambitious in the sense that they don't mind working up in their job but they're not ambitious in the sense of there's anything outside of the role or there's yeah. anything outside of that sector mm-hmm. um i've got a lot more ambitious friends um who are quite like me which is good like most of my circle like my, i don't make a lot of friends i don't really like people that often um me too <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I just select a few friends here and there, like, yep, okay, you can vibe with me, you can vibe right. with me, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Are there, um, um, like, are there three women um, now that you would want to, like, shout out or talk about what they do that really motivate you or keep you on your toes about things? Um, yeah, there's quite a few. Um, okay, three, if I have to crop it down to three. Um, Okay, like none of my friends had kids but me, but just in the general spectrum of life. Um, so my friend Ivy, she is like, she went to uni, done her masters. Um, she came out, she does a lot of work with like black and ethnic minorities in terms of getting them jobs. Um, so she does, and she does a lot of like prison reform work. So she does a lot for the black community. She always, she's very empowering. She she's got bigger goals than the one she's working on now and like she just wants to do well by black and ethnic minorities which is something i love about her um and she's on instagram uh, what is her instagram this <laughs> <laughs> no it's because it's got like well if you don't remember it just send it to me and i'll put it in the link Fine, I'll do that. Okay, so you can cut this part out. <laughs> what, what's the second person? Um, my second person is one of my other friends, Lynette. She also does a lot of ethnic Because for me, like, obviously, I'm black. Right. And I think it's important to empower your people mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like, we're always like the bottom of the barrel basically mm-hmm. and it's very important to kind of for us to invest or in some way whether it's financially whether it's supporting but to invest back into our communities and we don't do enough of it so yeah i'll always support that um so my next friend Lynette, she also does a lot of work like that um she does a lot of like business stuff um related to africans um and doing stuff in the continent she's from uganda so she does a lot of work over there so she's very inspiring to me um 
one of my other friends she's an artist and she focuses a lot on mental health within black communities as well um her name's Kurzar on instagram um her time will come i feel like she just needs like a good break yeah you know like someone who's like on the brink of like just cracking it but not quite there you'll get there Um, i think i think with social media um websites and the ability for companies to meet creatives it's meshing so good that they've never had this much access to a platform for millions of people that Mm -hmm. all your friend probably needs to do is go on a website that has t-shirts or a product and put the art on product and boom somebody wears it in a conversation and that is social media today that is how it happens so and the good thing is like as with social media as well is you can make connections that you just never would have ever yes in normal life yeah. like it connects you to people that you would have never had connections to like it's, it's interesting it's a good exposure um technique like right now i didn't know you i know i just, I just dm'd you and i'm just like hey i'm doing this would you like <laughs> to do this and you was like yes and i like being able to see people within their passion and within their light and i like to give people like their time to talk about what it is because i don't know who's gonna listen to this i don't know what is going to change for them and if if we can help a bigger picture that's just like all of your friends that are doing things for a bigger picture it's going to get a bigger result and it's just thoughts and creatives always, you know, collaborating and getting together and doing something outside of themselves mm-hmm. that makes that. So I, I love it and I always welcome it. I'm always like, okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. Let me talk to this person. Yeah. But in real me life, I don't go anywhere. In real life, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> I go to the library. I take my kids to the park. I take them to school. We go to the grocery store. And when it's just me, I'm just like, I want to be home. Yeah, me too. Hope body. <laughs> this, this quarantine is like keep, perfect. Keep, keep myself to myself, mind my business, drink my tea and go to sleep. That's me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, what is it that makes you feel like your ultimate woman? So like when you when you Thanks. get up or you just feel like, oh, I just I feel good right now. Like what is that that helps you feel that? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, to be honest, when I wake up, I'm like half dead anyway, so I don't really wake up and feel like, oh my god, like, do you know what? I love you, I'm worth it. I always feel like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it takes, it takes me about half an hour to get to the point where I'm like, oh, yay, like, <laughs> amazing. Um, I like to. Do you know what's um, really, I've found really interesting lately? Podcasts, funny enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to listen to motivational podcasts. And I, it's only something I've started within the last couple of months, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I think they're quite hard to find, though. That's the thing I'm kind of struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't find it as easy to navigate and find good podcasts, as easy as it is to kind of find like a 
a good image, let's say, or some inspiration on something on Pinterest or Instagram, I find it a lot harder. But if I do find a good podcast, I'm like, yep, amazing. And I just feel like alive. It just, feel, I don't know, good, good positive words fuel, fuel me. I, um, I listened to a few, so I'll send you some. But yeah, oh, I, yes, like, please. I like those too. I like podcasts that make me learn something. Or, mm-hmm. or force me to think outside of myself or change yeah. change a habit that's not really great in my life and yeah. try to be better um, on my other podcast she gets it I did a, a whole fourth series on being better so like each episode oh, there's an episode about turmeric there's an episode about uh, sea moss there's an episode about matcha tea there's an episode about... Oh, I'm going to sign up and listen immediately. Yes. And I'm just like, you know what? While everybody's at home, just sitting and just being in the essence of what their home is, this yes. is the time for you to really think about what do you need in your life? What can you do without? What yep. you need to do better? What you should be eating? Um, Agreed. What work you need to be doing with yourself? So... Yeah how you look at other people and how people look at you would be better. And I was like, yeah. let me just toss this out of here. So whoever needs to listen to this can listen to this. And yeah, if 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 TV or um, videos or discussions is not about being better, you won't find me in them. <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I hear you. I just, you know, being better or just just listening to people talk about a higher living. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, that's a job? Like, oh my gosh, like, they can uh, afford to be on a boat for two years? Like, how do yeah. you financially set yourself up to have your children, have your wife, yeah. have your husband on a boat for two years? It's so funny you say that, because I, um, there's this family on Instagram and um, the mum and dad quit their jobs and mm-hmm. just went decided to go travelling around the world and I was just like like what? <laughs> yeah! Yeah! So uh, it's so funny because I, I literally thought the same thing like how on earth did you manage to do that? Yeah. It's this podcast called um, Chris Hogan 360 and okay. he's basically like a financial um, uh, advisor Okay. Um, and he talks he talks up to millionaires he talks to people that are working on their own businesses um and they call in with questions and i love hearing i, I love hearing people live in a different way of living like, mm. they called and they were like you know what we have um this much in our 401k we have this and i want to know should i go ahead and pay for my child to go to school for the next four years now or should I you know refinance the house and it's just like I want to get to the point where I can have discussions of setting my children up so they can set their children up and it's yeah like, I don't want to sit and talk about gossip because that doesn't matter I want to talk about how do I get to this point yeah yeah and um to, to just listen to that and to learn you know what what got them there and why did they start their businesses is uh that's that's where it's at for me. <laughs> did you say Chris Hogan 360? Yeah. 
Chris Hogan 360. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a good show and um you can email him and he'll read like the emails off and answer your questions and it's just very like um interactive and I'm just like, you know, he okay. welcomes he welcomes people who are not millionaires. Any questions you have, he gives tips. He talks about, you know, better ways like you should go for a 15 year mortgage instead of a 30 year mortgage and he gives you like the benefits and it's just like things you wouldn't know to look up is like in your face yeah so i like that so that's anything anything we can learn from yes yes because in schools they don't teach you the things you're gonna need in life anything so i'm just like what do i need in life I want to go to that class and it's just like it's not there so it's up to us to teach ourselves and the epitome of now a lot of us have our kids at home and they can't go to school a lot of parents are losing it because Mm -hmm. they they didn't get books in their house they have TVs they have devices Um, a lot of our kids they don't know how to use a dictionary so they're asking you how to um I always have books in here. A lot of people don't buy magazines like that. So what are they going to research? They're going to use a computer. Yeah, it's it's true. It makes you reevaluate. Like, how are you teaching your children at home? That's true. Like, how are you teaching your your children to get their own answers for things? And uh, that's what I like. And I do not like this quarantine, but I don't mind it. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. People are struggling. I'm just like, it's just fine. I get to do things that I wouldn't have been able to do had this not happened. Right. And I feel like you have to grab it by the horns because it's not gonna be here forever. Mm-hmm. So use your time wisely. Do what you need to do in this time and do something with your life and yourself. Done. Yeah. The people that um don't cook at home, they are struggling. Struggling? It's so funny. It's so crazy to see how like like non-functional adults are in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Like just, that's a basic necessity is mm-hmm. to cook. And you have the time to cook now, but you're crying because delivery is not coming to your house. They're still delivering here. Are they? And and this is my thing. We are worried about a virus that a lot of people do not know that they have. And I think a lot more people have it than what the numbers are on TV. But you are willing for a stranger or multiple strangers to touch your food, then come bring it to your house and eat it. This is the thing. Why not just cook it yourself and know that your hands are clean? Exactly. I said the same thing to my mom. Like, I'm not... She was just like, oh, yeah, McDonald's is closing down. I said, I don't want Corona McNuggets anyway, so they can stay closing down. Do you know what I mean? It's all good and well saying, oh, this shop shut down. Yeah, no one wants Corona pizza. No one wants Corona Chinese either. So they can all go and I'll do my own. But you can do all this variation from home anyway. And save a lot more money. Exactly. Make your own Chinese, make your own pizzas, make your own chips and burgers yeah. and be happy and know that you're not ill because you've made it. Right. And it's healthy and it's, it's not done in a processed way. Yeah, as well. Yeah, I um, 
I've been juicing for the past two weeks, and this okay, morning, yeah. this morning I made celery juice. Um, I did like a like a berry juice. I tried to use the bananas so they don't go bad at my house, and so I'm I, can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you anymore. Oh, can you hear me now? Oops, I can't see you anymore. What happened here? Can you hear me? I can, I can hear and see you now. Okay. So, like, for the past two weeks, I've been juicing. So, Anya comes to me this morning. She's like, how come every time you want juice, you got to make it? I said, I don't have to make it. <laughs> but I want to make it because I got the time to make the juice. And, yeah. and with this virus going around, it's the stronger immune systems that can fight it off. So, I'm just like, yeah. well, let me just make my juice and be, mm-hmm. like, more aware that I'm doing things to be more healthy instead of just being yeah. here, not being able to move about and be, you know, on the go and be healthy about it. Because I don't want to sit yeah. here and like gain 12 pounds and then go outside and be like, hey, this is who I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm just like, oh gosh. So I was like, let me be smart about me being in the house. <laughs> Yeah. I've been trying to put on weight for the whole of my life, so I'm just here like, come on, come find me now. Come on, fat, you can do it. Like, fat right. <laughs> me the chips. Yeah. <laughs> and these, the kids, they eat like crazy, so I have to like, okay, this is what you're Oh eating. my God, no, my son has not stopped eating the whole time. I'm just like, you I'm can't like, do this. You can't There's, do this. And at nursery, he doesn't, he, they have their schedule. Exactly. They eat at breakfast, they have their snack, they eat at lunch, they have their snack, they have their tea time, they have their snack, and that's it. Every two seconds, his, this boy has gone to the cupboard to come and give me a snack, and I'm just like, no. Right. Uh, Ari's walking around my house rubbing her stomach. I said, what is that? <laughs> she's, like, I, she's like, I just need a snack. I said, no, you don't, because I'm, like, I'm not even hungry. You don't need a snack. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, it's too much. Dad literally he's literally scoffing the whole house. I'm like, don't you know we're we're low on resources in this world? Like just stop it. <laughs> right. What what are your what are your thoughts on um people that give like their kids their own social media? Like when you see like um, babies have their own social media page or kids that are like on their phones all the time have their own social media page do you know what my son has uh, me and his dad created a social media page for him mm-hmm. and the reason being was because we wanted to get him into modeling right but if I'm monitoring it I wouldn't give it to him to monitor until he's of a certain age do you know what I mean yeah um, and that's the only reason he's got it and even sometimes I'm like mm, do, I don't I don't post what his dad does because um, I'm not sure if I even want him to have it if I'm honest um, and it's not because of him it's mainly because of I, I, other people right um, and I would rather me be able to post him on my page and I'm monitoring it um, than just yeah because people are weird yes people are weird and I'm for it for those reasons like if you want to get your child into modeling or if they're in like pageant yeah 
But if your child is like six years old or seven and they have a cell phone and they post them videos and pictures, it's kind of like... Yeah, I've seen that as well. I feel like it's like a robbery of childhood because we didn't have any. Yes! I was like, I didn't get a cell phone until I was 16. And Anya Anya has been asking me for a cell phone since she was five. No way. I'm just like, no. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. But, you know, parents try to be like pro smartphones because they have a tracking on it. And you can monitor them. I'm just like, even as an adult, when you go to like concerts and people have cell phones and they're in the air and you're like Mm -hmm. five feet like me and you're just like, I didn't come here to see (laughs) me. I wanted to see the person on stage. It's annoying and it takes away from the experience and I don't want her to be so engulfed into like what's on her phone. Yeah, I get Playing outside or figuring out how this works or actually having discussions with people that are in front of you yeah you can tell enjoy in real life the way a lot of these kids text that you have never had a conversation with a developer yeah uh, it's true I'm just like what does this word mean well it's we're, we're, we're now we're in like a lazy such a lazy generation it's so fast 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 quick 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 don't care, don't care. Um, technology, technology. Um, and like, it's just taken away from all the like older gems that we used to have. Like you said, like reading books and going out to play with your friends and all of that. Like personally, because of how people are in this day and age, I wouldn't allow Tayan to go and play out with his friends. Like, yeah. you know, I was like six and seven playing out with my friends, or Me like. Too. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was that kind of error, but now, no chance. Mm-hmm. No like, chance. People are crazy. Yeah, I think weirdos were around when we played outside, but it was very few and far between. Yeah. Now it's just like, people are trying to diagnose it like it's just, you know what? I have allergies. I just like children. No, yeah, that's yeah. Me. That is not right. And so I'm just like, mm-hmm. My kids go to the park, they go to um, places, but I go. Yeah. Anybody else, I'm watching. And even like now when I take them to the park, I dress them in bright colors and odd shoes on purpose. That way, when I look up, (laughs) I I can find them faster. Yeah. Because when you go to the park and all the kids have the same thing, you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, which one is? Yeah, that's true. (sighs) That's so true. That's a good point. Listen. Um, I think everybody should parent how they parent. I think you should continue to do episodes and talk about anything that's on the top of your mind that you feel like (laughs) is odd in motherhood so other mothers can be like, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's so so true. That's, I feel like sometimes I do get a bit disheartened. Like I was... Like, for instance, posting to my um, YouTube, I go through spells where I just, like, oh, I feel like I've been editing this video for, like, four years. By the time I post it, no one's even going to care about it. Like, it's so... Because it's so... Not far from my present, but, like, if I talk about what my pregnancy was like now, it's like, mm, 
but for somebody's going to use it like, that okay. is true and I'm, I'm trying to not talk myself out of it don't because when you think about pregnancy it's just like how the only difference in pregnancy over the years is the equipment's better mm. the access to information is better but yeah. our experiences while pregnant is the same thing if somebody would have told me i used to say this i said you know what i'm not having kids until they invent a pill that makes you sleep through it and the baby disappears <laughs> i always told my mom that and she's like oh, okay okay <laughs> now you got me in this labor room pushing <laughs> yeah I, I i would keep sharing um i'm always sharing with friends i have a friend now that she's pregnant i'm just like look here's a picture of what labor is like natural she's like, she's like you know what she's like i want to have a natural birth i said are you sure she's like you know what mom? my mom had a natural birth i was like I was like, when, when you have I feel like every, everyone thinks that until they get into the room and feel like what labor feels like. And then right. they're like, nah. I, I knew. Just like, give me anything. If they was like, oh, this tranquilizer pill is going to kill you, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I need some of it. Listen, please, quickly. When when I said I wanted the epidural and and, and I kept asking for it, they was like, well, it's not time yet. I said, just, I'm just letting you know I want it. And so they came in there. I was like, don't look at the needle. I said, I don't care what all that needle. Go ahead and stick it in. Go ahead and stick it in. I don't care. So I don't know. If you can handle pain, go for it. Mm-hmm. Because for me, but breathing, you, you literally don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing did that help me. I feel like it's a lot. I feel like epidurals are a lot more, um, not acceptable, but a bit more acceptable in America. Yeah. Over here, no one really speaks about it. It's like, oh, you had the, did you have an epidural because you had a C-section? Like, it, it's usually yeah. because of the C-section. It's not because I just didn't like the pain and I decided to have an epidural because it mm-hmm. kills. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends who have scheduled their um, C-section. So I'm scheduled just like, so you, you just got to pick your due date? <laughs> and, it, and sometimes it's, it's because their cervix is too small yeah so they'll go ahead and schedule it but my friend had three kids and all of them were c-section she was like you know what you should have more kids you've never pushed no i'm not having any more it's not happening it's not happening no but it was fun speaking with you can you tell the people how to find your youtube channel and your ig okay um my YouTube is full of all those random numbers and letters, but if you type in Truly Tanny on its I mean on YouTube, you'll find me. And if you try type in Truly Tanny on Instagram, you'll find me. So Perfect. it was lovely talking to you and thanks for having me. Of course, you have to come back more and talk about the real and pregnancy. Yes, I will. Whenever you want me, I'm here. Alright, perfect. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Yeah. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.